welcome back to the Dealer Dad Podcast here on episode number 61. And what is going to be, or is known as, Lunes de Fe. I get to bring you, Dad, into this podcast um, on a very, I guess we should say, Eucharistic-centered podcast we're going to be talking about. Right. And one of the things that really hits home for me is that it is 61. That's just the year. 61, the year that I was born. A very good year. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> that was a great year. A great year. I think heaven, uh, heaven and earth um, gained a saint that day. And your birth. And here you are. Here you go. So, yeah. Uh, on, 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 I was reflecting upon it because... Um, 61 has always been uh, that reminder for me. That's the year I was born. Um, it brings about the reality of my beginning, mm-hmm. as far in the sense of my, you know, uh, who I am, I, and you know, it's it's always been that ever since I can remember. Reflected upon the 61. Whenever I see it, it, it's a reminder for me of the year that I was born. And um, it's, you know, um, it's like something personal. Yeah. Uh, like living in my own world, per se, uh, it's a reminder that um, I was blessed to begin this life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the first. Dad, uh, firstborn. I have to say that although I was the firstborn for them, uh, the, the very odd thing was that on both sides of the family, on my father's side and, and on my mother's side, I happened to be the third grandchild for each. first uh, for my parents and then again I am the first of the grandsons for the grandparents wow like oldest or so that yeah. 61 you know that one it just there's has, it has a lot of symbolism there's a lot of I play with numbers though yeah no I, I feel like you have to the heart of God when it comes to numbers everything is every number means something yeah and, and then, of course, in the, in the life with your mom, the seven is huge, right? Well, 61. <laughs> you cannot make this up. No, I cannot. <laughs> that, is, so, that, is in, that is interesting. Yes. For those who didn't get that, um, six plus one is seven. <laughs> because that would have been, like, if I were to, I would have been, if I were to hear it live, like, instead of actually paying attention, I would have... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, that makes a lot of. Well, okay, so then tell me, will next year be considered a quote magical? Yeah, pretty much so because of the year itself, right? Yes. I mean, I gotta wait till I'm 94, but by the time, 
by the time that your mom and I started to celebrate, uh, starting with uh, the oldest, um, on celebrating the magical year, the magical year for the Ramirez tribe is whenever the child um, celebrates his birthday according to his or her date of birth. So like, you know, Junior, you know, he, he was born on the seventh. So when he turned seven, he had a magical birthday. Yeah. I mean, we made sure that it was that. And we've been trying to do that to everybody. Uh, we weren't successful as 100% with everybody because of the situation with your mom and with, the, with the cancer. That threw us off a little bit. But, you know, in, in my case, um, uh, I fall into this category now. Yeah. Because I haven't been able to celebrate, <laughs> you know, uh, my year. Well, your year was the year you got married, no? What do you mean? You're magical? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Oh, no, uh, that was before. No, that was after, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, what I was trying to say is that because I, I we couldn't, it didn't exist. Yeah, it, it didn't exist. Yeah, yeah, it didn't exist. So it, it was like, you know, it's, it's another birthday. And that's it. So I said, I, I miss my... But that was your first birthday with mom, no? Like, as married couples? Yeah, but we didn't have this. Oh, okay. I got okay. you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We, we didn't have this uh, structure or, or yearning to celebrate it this way. Man, that would have been, been awesome. So... Yeah, yeah. We we didn't think about it then because we it, it was down into um, the years into, into junior that we said you know we're gonna establish this. And, uh, of course, it was junior first, you know. And obviously, uh, you weren't in the picture yet, okay. But uh, it, it's something that you know, we started with uh, with our oldest, and we have continued on down and try to make the best that we. But in, in, in my case, and, and, and also your mom's case, you know, your mom was 15. Yeah. I, would, I, I, saw, I, I saw a picture of her. Yes, yes. Uh, your, your tia Norma brought me um, your mom's quinceañera picture with all her court. And we're going to send it out to your friend. Look at that. Make it look nice. I, I never thought I'd see her in that quinceañera. It looked like a wedding. That was interesting. Right? Yeah. It literally looked like a wedding dress. It was white. Okay, I, I couldn't tell. I was like, is this the yeah, shade of the image or is it a filter? Um, but yeah, it looked, it looked really white. But, but that's young mom. Yeah. That's, it was really nice to At see. 15. That. Yeah. At 15. At 15. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's awesome. And so we we get to do now episode 61. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel? Before we, can, before we start, I think it's worth talking about. Well, since it's coming up um, until March of uh, 2022, um, I had just given it a thought earlier when we were putting together some things in order, and and I said, you know, because it didn't exist within this magical process or invention that we came up with, um, it, it meant like, well, I missed my my turn. Like, but now that 61 came up, I was thinking about it. I said, well, yeah, well, you know, all this things that are connected to the 61. Maybe why not? Right. Let's go. Just do what happens. <laughs> so then shifting your thoughts from that and then just shifting your thoughts to 61 episodes. How do you feel? Well, it is a blessing to get to this point um, because as, 
mentioned in the podcast uh, before this one that uh, in all transparency we're trying to catch up we fell behind um, a handful of, of, of podcasts uh, because of uh, as you mentioned uh, our commitments and responsibilities and our, our health you know um, I, I started with um, not feeling good and then of course you had your surgery and all of those things just um, it, 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 it made just things uh, more challenging I'm ready for it be able to be recording this particular one means a lot because uh, remember that intent or the reason why we're holding this podcast uh, Delia Dad was because I wanted to leave something behind uh, just as your mom left her CD, her voice her recordings um, everything that she left behind uh, was, you know we remember her dearly and we can celebrate her by just you know um, technology but in, in my case there wasn't much about it and now we've reached uh, 61 episodes and has a lot to offer since that uh, it is a lunes de fe and um, you know God has been very good to us has been very good to me he continues to do so I think it's going to get better I, I have a really good feeling that things will get better <clears throat> because just I don't know I just recognized what and we, we talked about like very little last time last episode how he's, we can tell that he's working like maybe it's not like an overnight thing but you can kind of sense that okay he's I know he's doing something I may not know what it is but it's like we're trying to recognize that the waters are being moved you know yes. I mean? it is taking us to a certain direction to where I had no clue I had no idea um, precisely when you want to do God's will um, one of the hardest things to do is to surrender yourself is to give yourself up totally without any reservations and, and just you know open hearted open minded open souled say whatever you want Lord I don't get it this at this time yeah let's do this and I believe that you know he has a plan and we're all a, you know part of God's plan and sometimes he just specializes on certain things and it happens to be you know not in my book okay, not in my imagination or, or train of thought okay. but or calendar what have you but basically His time is his time, God's time, and and thank God, really thank God, his time is not like ours, or say our time is not like his. Yeah. So, you know, being able to share this particular podcast 61 with you know the, the year that is coming up and everything, I mean, it's it's, it's just a blessing, and and it's good to to recognize that. Yeah, I, I wonder what. What would, what would we be talking about when we hit like 161 <laughs> so well. that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to talk about um, so we talked about before this um, how or actually to open up that it's gonna be like a Eucharistic centered um, podcast well because going back to the original date 
the original date for this podcast was supposed to be November 1st. First. Yes. And we are in the 22nd, so just kind of gives you an idea. We're still in this Priest of St. Cecilia, which by the way is no <laughs> shout out to St. Cecilia and to all musicians and Priest Day to us as she is our honorary patron saint in the house. Um, but yes, we, we were supposed to record this on November 1st. And of and course, so, November 1st has a very particular celebration in the Catholic Church. Yeah, so you talk about celebrating one saint today. Well, on November 1st, we celebrate All Saints Day. It's a word double dipping on Santa oh, Cecilia, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? She gets to be celebrated twice. And she's like, there's no doubt she's going to be like, here is a particular grace for you on behalf of God. Um, and so, yeah, we're supposed to be celebrating All Saints Day. And I think every day should be All Saints Day, but we do celebrate a saint every day. It's safe to say that, you know. But on this day, particular November 1st, we celebrate what we call All Saints Day. Now, and, and just to, to uh, remind, because some people actually, uh, it, it is the day of obligation. Yes. Okay? The feast is the actual day of obligation. However, because of the, um, the guidelines and the norms and, and, and the function of how um, the liturgical calendar, you know, works, Whenever the feast falls on a uh, Saturday or Monday, um, there's a respect of um, omitting that day of obligation for it. And especially on a Monday, because it follows a Sunday. Yeah. So, um, and of course on Saturday, um, it, it has the vigil for the actual uh, Sunday itself. And, 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 and Sunday, it is the one the honored place it, it's maximum understanding it's the day of the lord it's the, it takes precedence it takes precedence on it so um it, it, it is indeed something that uh, this particular year you know i i did see and i was happy to see a lot of people actually attending mass more than than usual and perhaps some of them perhaps not really aware it wasn't day of obligation but nevertheless they did pay um their love and responsibilities uh, as to attending Mass on, on a Monday. Mm-hmm. And that was very good to see. I was happy for that. that. And that's, we, so that Monday, I was actually laying down in bed because it was three days after surgery. Yeah. And I was supposed to go sing at our school, our, our, our school, Bless Recommend, we had a, we had the Mass of the week. Instead of Fridays, it was that Monday. <clears throat> and so um, I, I remember and I saw a little bit of the mass and Ricky was saying so I kind of just kudos to him for bailing me out <clears throat> and, and yeah it was just it's always that important to recognize that feast just because these are men and holy men and women that lived out their lived out God's will on earth as best as they could and God and His goodness rewards them with what we know as uh, Heaven's Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, and it's just really, I, I, I love the, the concept, I love the idea behind that because nothing ever, nothing is ever outdone in generosity in God's eyes. And we never outdo God in, in generosity and He always takes even the slightest, smallest thing into consideration in His heart. And, and I want to believe that very strongly because even this podcast, you know, um, it is a lunacy of faith. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it is a lunes of faith. It is a Monday of faith. And, and how powerful is that for All Saints Day? And it's, and by the way, guys, if we don't, we haven't caught up to now. There's four different Mondays, technically five, but four main Mondays that we get to, that really has an opportunity to fall on this particular day. And today is lunes of faith. And so, again, this is where recognizing God's will and His goodness. Um, he knows how to maneuver these things. And He always finds a way to bring things to Himself because He is Creator. He is author of Creator. He's author, author of life. And so it's just a joy to recognize. I mean, I was talking to a real quick, uh, I was talking to a friend, um, my friend Maurice. And this is the phrase that she said today, actually, today, today. It's so good to be Catholic. <laughs> we have all these things at our disposal, like the saints, the Eucharist, the sacraments, Mary, Joseph, and we have them to our disposal. Right. And it's like if every Catholic knew the graces that we have in the church and the saints, the sacraments, the Holy Family, and just that communion of saints, that, that mystical body of Christ, if they just knew the power that it has. Yeah. One of the things that we're going to read comes from Augustine Day by Day. And if you read for those of you who have this book, it's actually a very popular book, um, Augustine Day by Day. Uh, and it's actually brought forth by, um, well, it had the Catholic Book Publishing Company does a real good job uh, printing out these things because there's Augustine Day by Day, there's also Mary Day by Day, there's um, other Day by Days that exist, and I recommend it highly. And so if you look at on October 30th, and November 1st, the, the reflection for October 30th and the prayer for November 1st, correct? Right. And this is what it says. The need for daily bread. When you say, give us this day our daily bread, you admit that you are God's beggar, but do not be ashamed. However rich anyone may be on earth, that person is God's beggar. The beggar stands before the house of the rich being. Rich people need their daily bread why do they have an abundance of everything? For no other reason than that God has given it to them. What then will they have if God should withdraw his aid? And there's this prayer on the verse that says, Lord, you are delightful food for the pure in heart. For the pure of heart. And it's something that for us, um, I really, this book, you know, I remember, you know, being constant with it, and uh, as a matter of fact, um, we have put together a couple of retreats from this. And that daily bread is is huge because we're always um, we're always hungry. Yeah, literally, you know, we're always hungry, and we pay attention a lot to our bodies when it comes to that need. What we consume, that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. Nevertheless, you know, when it's when it's hunger, when when there's that discomfort, um, we want that bread to satisfy that hunger. And you know, when it comes to the body, again, um, we are so much conditioned, so much um, into the importance of you know eating healthy into the importance of uh, making sure you have a balanced meal. Um, 
especially as, as you grow older, that becomes a factor because if you don't follow your right way of um, nourishing your body uh, at a young stage, it's going to affect in your older life. And it seems that, you know, when we're young, we don't get it. You know, it, it's, it's an easy life. Sometimes we go out the whole day without eating because we were so busy and doing this and that. And that, was, that became a priority. And, and we kind of mistreated our bodies many times as young people. And, and when you get to a certain age, um, it's not that the body rebels against that. It's just simply it wasn't nurtured the way it was supposed to. And when the body becomes more of a need of um, having the right stuff in there, and it's not, um, we ourselves are very much responsible for that. And when it comes to, to, to the soul, that daily bread uh, almost works similar. The only difference is that God is constantly trying to um, nourish you. But many times, you know, like those little toddlers, <clears throat> uh, uh, don't like it, uh, you know, we, we behave that way regardless of our age <laughs> to the Lord. That's a good way to put it. So, I never thought about it that way. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we do that. And, and you know, it, it, it you know it, it's a wrong way to bring out the kid in us. <laughs> but nevertheless, we do that. And um, the Lord has the patience to say, okay, finds another way just to be dead yeah and and, and we have to learn from that <laughs> we really have to learn from that but one of the things that about our daily bread although we mentioned this in, in the lord's prayer we are asking you know indeed we are asking from him to you know give us this day our daily bread and this is supposed to be every day yeah, it's like an ever, ever revolving thing. Yes. But it starts with give us. And and God is real good at that. Mm-hmm. You just mentioned it, you know. Your friends who said, you know, it's good to be Catholic because we have all these different things. All these opportunities. All this giving. You know, and, and the previous podcast we were talking about giving life. This is the way God does that. Mm-hmm. He gives his life, his love constantly that we receive it that we enjoy it it's a different story and this lunes de fame when it comes to the reality about our sainthood we're called you've said it many times we're called to be saints okay and on this podcast that is referring to that and it has happened to fall on, on that monday of november 1st all all saints day um it is important for us to have that delight, okay? And the only way to re- really understand the delightfulness of God's presence and gift and, and what he offers to us is the way that prayer ended, you know, pure of heart. And that's where we need to take care of how to understand his love. We need to be in that stage. We need yeah. to, in, in, in that recognition of understanding that once you have a pure of heart, that means that you are in the stage of grace, the state of grace. And I, I believe that many of us, we have a hard time to understand that. 
Yeah. And that's why it's even harder to understand of becoming a saint. Yeah. Because when you say, you know, be a saint, so come on, me a saint, come on. I'm not cut up for that. And right there is where you kind of blow it. Yeah. You know, you can disqualify yourself. It's your aunt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your aunt. Before, okay. before they even tell you anything, you're just already shrugging away. Mm-hmm. But it's true. Like, it, Rick, we also have this, because we have this tendency to just, what? Me? No. There's no way. Like, have you seen, I love what St. Francis of Assisi says when he says, I have been, and I kind of like use it for myself too, because I, I think at one point we all feel like this. He says, I have been all unholy or anything but holy. If God can work through me, he can work through anyone. And I love his, the reality of his, of his heart, of his soul in that moment, that he recognizes that Maybe, maybe in his mind, like we, we all, or in our minds, we have him obviously, he's, he is a saint. But to him, maybe he was like in this, what we call like the dark night of the soul, where we just feel like we're like the worst of sinners. And we are like, we are not even deserving of God's mercy. And yet, the moment we can recognize what God is doing in our own lives, it's like, if he can work with, through me, <laughs> he can work through anybody. And everyone has that same... Um, disposal of God's grace and mercy or Jesus even said the greater the sinner the more right he has to my mercy yeah and but again somehow some way we fall short of understanding that and that's what takes away the opportunity of a, of that sainthood in our lives in recognizing one the power of that mercy of what mercy really is and you know it's important that this heart or this soul be be as pure as possible if you just for that instant so that sainthood can really kick in and yeah but, but I, I think uh, my, my way of thinking of, of seeing what I've seen uh, through so many years the moment we say saint, automatically we think of a an altar up on high, yeah, high on the wall, and on top of that little altar um, is that saint, that figure. And the reason I, 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 I express this is because that's how much of a distance we create between sainthood and myself. I won't it. That's not for me. I'm not going to be able to get there. And all this time, it's right there where you are. I think if you're... Correct me if I'm wrong. So long as you exist, you're created to be a saint. Yeah. So long as you're breathing, you have a shot at sainthood. Right. So so long as you're listening to this podcast, you definitely have a shot at sainthood. You know, no, but like it's it's true because we we don't think we can be saints, and we just fail to recognize what God is really calling us to do because that is actually our number one vocation, like an actual primary vocation. We are created to be saints. We're we mentioned it last podcast. Our hearts are restless till they rest in you, God. Why? Because we were made for God. We're made for for that communion with God, 
And until our hearts gets back to God, we're going to be restless. We're going to be um, not complete. And it's only when we submit ourselves to the will of God that we can recognize His work in us and we can recognize His work in others. So that in doing so, we ultimately live out that big commandment that Jesus said, love other, one another as I have loved you. And that goes with that goes a long way. That goes with how I love myself, how I love others, how I love God. And you put all those things together. We talked about the joy Jesus does in himself, you know, just putting him in that order. And then recognizing that only then we'll get to truly see that sainthood was made just for me. You know what I mean? And the more the moment we start thinking that way, then we will recognize that sainthood is not too far away. Yeah. But in, in explaining this to, to a person that um, she she claimed that she didn't believe in God. And she was big about what I think, what I want. And understandable. Um, especially if you know something happens in life and it, it's hard to understand it's you know it's hard to be able to find the purpose and the the why whatever you want to call it um, that experience many times has can pull you away from what you just mentioned and one of the things I was trying to get to her was that um, so I said so want is a major thing for you and he says yeah okay well do we play around with words um, the way you are so focused on it I just used two words that are pretty much first grade level so and if we use and play around and out of these two words create two more words out of the same letters, I can also also say then it's not. Because if I use if I separate the want, the W A and T separate them, then I use the, the two letters of so. I bring the S to us to create the word was, and then the O to over here to N O was not and many times we have to realize that that was not for me and our wants and, and yeah and our wants are not true or not real we think they are but we're not giving that chance because we haven't really understood what I want and what the Lord has won for us and and it's hard for a person that who has been hurt um, to understand this. In, in, in all human reality, I mean, there's studies and there's research and there's a whole bunch of other things that and I claim saying that that person has a right to feel that way. Okay, yeah, I understand that. But there's more to it. There's more than to a feeling. Yeah. Okay, there's a lot more to a feeling. And I always have, you know, said that 
when it comes to feeling, you know, we feel and we have constant changes of feeling, you know, so often our environment changes our feeling, people change our feeling, and between just walking 20 feet, okay, you've changed already about probably five to six times how you feel, because every step that you take, you start seeing something differently as you're walking by whatever it is, your environment and people, and it's incredible how you don't realize that, you just go through it, just go with emotions as people say, so when it comes to our faith, comes to the reality of what God has given us and what I possess because that's exactly what he has done, given you. Um, if we don't appreciate that, then we just step by or pass by. We didn't even notice it yeah. because I was more distracted on what was not. <laughs> yeah. You know? So um, I remember, you know, her, you know, and she kind of, Kind of, kind of understood a little bit of me, but you know, we came back to the reality of saying that um, I need to find God. Okay, that that was her hopeful thing. I need to find God, and and yet, you know, by just sitting next to her and talking about it, and I would kind of glance my my vision, I could almost actually see Jesus there. It's just like, oh yeah. on his patience and understanding like it's not the time okay? and again it, it's so privileged for us to be part of God's time and not my own and, and I, I'm hoping that when, when people see the reality of how God has always been trying to be there with them that, that is a sainthood in itself because you become holy yeah when you recognize God's presence and love, there's holiness, there's sainthood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and again, it's so easy because we want, we want things very instant. We become a culture that everything is fast, instant, um, everything, fast food, you know, fast cars, fast, um, what do you call those? Curbside, you know? Fast Every, lane. Everything is just, yeah, the fast lane, which I love. But anyways, the fast lane, right? Um, everything is like an instant on an impulse. And I think, what was it? I think it was us that we talked about this. I'm trying to bring up an, an example that we I, we, I just heard it not long, I think it was with you. Um, I don't remember. But basically, we have, we have lost the sense of patience. We have lost the sense of I think it was with you. We talked about, remember the cartoons? Yeah. When back then you had to wait a part, in a particular time and hour to watch this cartoon. And then, you know, when it comes to the movies, you had to wait, in line, which people could still go to the movies. But what I'm referring to is like, now we have Netflix, now we have Disney Plus, now we have like all these different things that like people kind of like gravitate towards as a po- and, and, and on impulse and on instant craving. Quick click of a switch and it's there. Versus, you know, having to like that excite like no one knows. Okay, so to all the 
you kiddos, you all never know the excitement or the anticipation, how much we had to wait for the next new show to come on on TV, you know, because it was going to come out on Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, well, 5 p.m. Central, whatever. And it was like that, okay, at this time, I have to be here at this time because if I miss that 30-minute gap of that show, I lost it. Like, there's no way to get it back. And here it's like, well, you have it at your disposal. You know, and that, that brings to mind uh, when you were mentioning this, um, during what used to be regular TV, where we had all this new technology that has been uh, enjoyable to, to a lot of us. But in regular TV, you had, um, they had to pay for commercials. And there was a commercial that would kick in and then there was another commercial and then there was another commercial because there was a, an, an exact amount of time that was rendered to that program that they had contracted to be able to have those commercials. Mm-hmm. And probably most of them were 30 second you know, uh, segments, but um, you had to wait Oh, the commercial. I know. Yeah, They're yeah, getting yeah. excited. Oh, here comes another commercial. Oh, come that's on. Right, that's you right. know, remember that? I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So, um, the same thing happens now when, uh, since a lot of people have their, 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 their screens on their hands because of the cell phones, they're watching a, a, um, a video of some kind. And then all of a sudden, he, now he, he warns you that an ad is about to pop in by four, three, two. And when you notice it, here's a commercial and here you're waiting for it to just pass. Yeah. Okay? Well, maybe it, it, it's a, it's it's two instead of one. Okay? Yeah. And it gives you another <laughs> 15 seconds and oh, God, the 30. Come on, come on, come on. And they're back on. And, and sometimes the, the, the video is extra long to where you get hit again with another <laughs> ad, you know? Yeah. We have learned to lose patience. True. Yeah. Okay. We have learned that. And we learned how to do that very, very well. And we get upset about that. And you try to kind of, you know, fast <laughs> forward it or skip it yeah. and it doesn't work. Okay. Yeah. You actually have some that you have the power to hit skip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know, rejoice about that. But it, it's come to that point yeah. where we have... We have to learn to wait. Because that's that part of the process of of understanding, you know, God's time. And it's part of our holiness. In in in, in every religion, okay, in, in almost in every faith, they ask you to surrender yourself to silence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 that's true. Okay. Why? Because there is a tremendous importance on that. Okay. There's a tremendous importance. It's part of that sainthood. It's part of that holiness. It's part of that surrendering yourself and, you know, to actually make yourself wait is, is something that is challenging nowadays. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it, it is. <laughs> and I get it because I'm also very, very, very much a... Um, a, a person who's practiced a lot of attempts at patience. Um, it, it's, I think once we set our mind to though, the willingness to be patient, 
and it's weird how I've heard this phrase like at first I was like oh that makes sense sure haha whatever but now it's like okay everyone seems to be using it like everyone's like all of a sudden okay don't pray for patience because God's gonna give you something to be patient about <laughs> it's a famous you know but it's like well no did you want to because the only way to patience is a virtue the only way to or to exercise that to be better at that virtue is to exercise that virtue so you kind of want to be in those situations where you okay you're really <laughs> testing yourself can I actually be patient in this moment not because I have to because traffic is so long or not because I have to because um, it's going to take so whatever amount of time for food to get here or whatever amount of time for whatever task needs to be done but just that willingness to enter into this moment where you are I don't want to say forced I want to say encouraged to be patient and just okay like you find yourself in a traffic jam and get out okay in this moment then what would I rather do would I rather just kind of keep being frustrated within myself or in that moment like I'll never forget I was driving with Sketch I'm very impatient like I want to get to where I want to get to fast like that's just me I just I was really very fast um See, I, I didn't even want to wait the nine months to get out. I wanted to get six six months. So, um, <laughs> I was uh, I'm very like impatient when it comes to those things. But I, I'll never forget. I don't know why it hit me this way, but it did. I was upset because we we're driving down um, a particular street. I can't remember what street it's called, um, where the train tracks come in, and the train came in, and I had to just wait there. And it was it was one of those where you're like, you you kind of you're you're getting closer, but then as you get closer, the bar starts to come down. Yeah. And you don't want to be that person that kind of just runs through it because you just don't know. So anyways, you're the first one right before the train tracks. And then it, it's already to the point where there's a car behind you and there's a car behind that car. So you can't just turn around. And I'll never forget, he said, when was the last time you got a chance to see a train? And I'm, in my mind, I'm like, so? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was true. Like, as, as the train went on, we started, wa- we started watching <laughs> We started watching all the graffiti like on the paint and just kind of like chicken like you as an artist what do you think about that one yeah. you know and we just shared that moment like that moment would never happen if i lost patience and just decided to go another route and so at least in that moment i'm like forever grateful um to sketch because it it helped me just to embrace the virtue of patience in that moment and within that moment of patience of one not just the act of waiting for the train to pass or the act of um, recognizing that it's going to take me a little bit longer to get to where I want to get to but enjoying the company of Sketch and talking about the graffitis on the, on the trains yeah. and just having that that moment would have never existed well uh, this is something similar to what um, you know I do uh, and, and, and upon breaking down um, the communication between parents and, and their children especially the young people and, and, and the how to go about it. Um, I remember that it, it all started with a Kleenex parent class. And uh, there was a parent that, since I had mentioned about um, how to work in the patients to be able to sit down and listen to your, to your um, teenager, young, young adult, um, she says, well, you should do a class strictly on, on patients. And we used another class, and I believe it was the, um, the Almohada, okay? And it, it, it talked about um, conquering the physical stress, the emotional and psychological stress. Um, 
and it, it, it talked about the, in reference to again practicing your patience and another parent says you know we, we need to have something just so on patience so uh, we did another class and the same thing happened you know so I said okay let's go ahead and put one together and um, I called it slow down mama bear okay so slow down mama bear became the ultimate um, if they have gone through three different courses this slow down mama bear was the, the climax of understanding patience and when I did my research for finding patience there was a lot of I mean there's, there's a lot of material out there on, on tips and recommendations and, and guidelines as to how to acquire patience. But I wanted to break it down to something more simple to parents. So on a parent point of view, um, I just came out with a simple formula of, like in English, C plus C equals patience. Oh, yeah. So it's a C and a C. There's two C's that you have to... The letter C, by the way, guys. Yeah, the letter C, I'm sorry. Um, so that you can actually acquire the patience. And I'm, I've broken it down because there's there's a dozen things to do. There's seven things to do. There's five things to do to acquire patience. But I wanted to actually break it down to a parent, at a parent perspective, how to have patience with their kids. And it, it has worked for them uh, ever since we introduced this. And, and the first C, the first letter C, is for calm. To discover how to calm yourself. That, that's the first element you got to find. Okay, That's the first letter C that you have to conquer. So how can I conquer calm? And, and I go into the, the way that the um, mama bear is and how she teaches them. Um, one of the beautiful ways that uh, it's great for especially those who have toddlers at home uh, or in their lives, you know, the mama bear goes out and starts to almost make a little scent um, barrier to where it allow she allows the cubs to run around at a distance from her. But she has already marked uh, the area, okay? That's one of the things she does. So if the little cup goes over and uh, she comes up, the little cup comes over to the, to the border of, of that boundary, and if the cup surpasses that, okay? Like he jumps where he is not supposed to, he doesn't follow the scent anymore, has to come back. But if the little cup continues moving forward, it's just a little... <clears throat> From the mama bear and he comes back okay in other words the cub listens to her on that command because the cub has already been instructed that they're not supposed to go beyond that scent mark that she left behind yeah. that's that's having a lot of calm and determination because all she does is mm -hmm. okay and to come back. Um, we many times as parents, <laughs> we can, you know, scream our heads off and the kid will never come back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you actually start running after him or after her and he or she starts running. So here you're chasing them around. 
So we need to understand the importance and power of that calm because that calm leads to determination, to uh, a certain uh, security within and power on being able to be heard and understood. Okay, so it is a calm that many times we have to discover how to use it. The second letter C is control. So it takes, in order for us to be patient and, and, and being a parent, we gotta have calm plus control. Now the control is that you're gonna be determined, as I mentioned with the calmness, but it is a control that it's not for your advantage. Mm -hmm. It is for the advantage of the son or daughter. And many times that's where we fail, mm -hmm. okay? We try to use our control. Because you don't get what I have. Okay? As a parent, I don't want to be dealing with this. Yeah. Okay? That's not control. Okay? That's laziness in parenthood. Right? That's, that's no love. Okay? So when we want to exercise this patience, we need to understand the real meaning of, of being calm plus the real meaning of being in control for the sake of the son and, and, and daughter to respond with a simple huh. Okay. And, and it's incredible how mama bear allows herself to be tugged. You know, the ears are tugged by the little baby bear playing with her. Uh, the other one jumping on top of her and all doing all these things that the little bears, especially the three cups many times, that's uh, the number of cups that they have at one time. And it, it, it's something amazing how the patience to bear that the loving hurt is there. She's calm and in control because the kids are playing with her. Mm -hmm. She allows that to happen. And I think that that's how, that's the little secret on having the kids be able to understand the huh? Mm -hmm. And from being called upon. So we need to learn a lot. Now, this comes from nature itself. We as human beings, not only are we nature, we are in charge of nature. We're supposed to be putting that example. Yeah. Not the bear telling me how to do it. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So when it comes to this understanding of our daily bread, uh, it's exactly there where we give ourselves the opportunity to have the experience of this patience through our calm and control in the sake of love, in the sake of teaching love, in the sake of having the love turn and you know slow down mama bear um, I, although there's a good friend of mine Blanca that you know uh, in translation uh, th th there's a different translation but I really like her translation because it says you know slow down mama bear in Spanish is bájale mamacita <laughs> bájale mamacita and it's so true okay especially for, for mama bears bájale mamacita mm -hmm. okay hey bájale bájale Okay, their level, their understanding, okay, their understanding, not my understanding of the mama bear, even papa bear. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, we did have um, just this year, the, the second part uh, from mama bear to papa bear, when orale papa bear, orale toca ti, okay, that's your turn papa bear. And we had a very, very successful um, class for for dads and and at the same time mama bear worked with papa bear papa bear worked with mama bear okay? 
in, they have to have that same calm and in control to be able to do this exercise of having the patience. Yeah. Pray for patience because, yeah. Yeah, no. Is that Lord in his sense of humor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Okay, let me try this out on you. I like what you mentioned, how the, uh, to, to get down to their level, right? Yeah. The parents to get down. And I think God in his goodness in the same way does that to us with the virtue of patience, but also with one of the, one of the things that you, we talked about the, what do we want earlier? A lot of us, we, we also open up with the senses that are always hungry, right? We're always hungry, we're always craving, we always want something to snack on, whatever it is. God knows that. So he gives us the Eucharist to recognize that his body is true food. And when we get to receive the Eucharist, only then we can be more like Jesus himself had the utmost patience who had the utmost um, vir- uh, virtues and I think it's also important that we recognize that because there's that famous phrase you are what you eat yeah. <laughs> and so if we want to acquire that patience well then let's look at to the source of patience itself which is Jesus in the Eucharist exactly and even though we might not have an immediate reaction like you go to Mass and receive the Eucharist and all of a sudden <gasps> you are given the grace of full patience at its fullest. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe you will. I don't know. God can do those things. But for the most part, God allows these things to take place in our hearts so that we can learn to trust Him. Just like those cubs learn to trust Mama Vera. Just like we have to trust in our ability to become a saint. Because God never gives us anything we can handle. And He always does things in a way that are attainable for us because he also is human too he although he's a divine person he was fully human so he understands and knows every single temptation that he, we ever face in our lives he knows every struggle we'll ever face we you know he knows everything we can ever possibly go through in our minds in our bodies in our souls in our hearts and he could say you got this just receive me and that's why we pray that prayer give us this day our daily bread it's no coincidence that we prayed every single day and it coincides with doing God's will because in that same prayer you have your will be done give us this day our daily and in that the sainthood is lived mm-hmm. holiness is being transparent and because of that that cup sees your faith sees your love Responds to it, and, and I think that uh, what you just mentioned, coming to the source of it all, is important in making it part of our daily prayer, not just on Sundays. Exactly, and we have the mass. I always share with my students that you, I tell them you realize that there's mass every single day. First of all, that's a um, um, milestone thing in and of itself like it's a, it's a really big thing but then I tell them you know there's mass every single day throughout the entire world so I don't think there's a second that there's a, like in our lives that a mass is not being celebrated somewhere in this world 
And it's just like, if you only knew these things, that the church is constantly praying, but that someone is forever receiving the Eucharist in this moment. And knowing the, I have a, so Mara, uh, my friend, she has, we, we just talked about this like two days ago. She has a friend, um, her name was Emma, but now she is a cloistered sister. And if I get this correctly, her name is Sister Therese Marie of the Holy Family. And just to think, because um, she was sharing with me this, this, what they do, I've always known that they've existed, but I've never known what they did. And basically, they are forever praying for us. And to think that there's closer duns throughout the entire world. And it's just mind-boggling that, that we are forever being prayed for. Like whether we know it, whether we think about it, whether we believe it, we are forever being prayed for. And I just, listening to these things, I was just like, recognizing that we are constantly being prayed for to have that recognition that we're called to be saints to that invitation of love at the wedding feast at every single mass and to simply just be nurtured by the Eucharist to have the grace of patience to be able to live out our vocation to be a saint and to not be disqualifying ourselves and, and I think that, um, again, I have to emphasize and reiterate that that we are nature. That's the way God has created us. Plus, he has made it a point that we are responsible for nature. I'm not knocking technology, but the phone was not made for us as part of nature. It, it's an ability, it's a resource, it's an engine, it's power. It makes our life easier, no doubt about that. But for it not to overpower our natural gift. And handicap our life. Because then we we start losing. And I believe in, we went back a couple of uh, uh, podcasts ago that we talked about that we fall into the category of evolving and change. And as we change, um, we start changing because we're not using that anymore. Mm, okay. okay. Um, just like the illusion of the animals from coming out of the water, no longer having the gills, now it has lungs fins now they have legs you know and stuff like that well it, it was acquired because of the, the change of nature the, the change of environment we too it comes to this you know it's sad to say that um, you start seeing that you can say some people don't have love in their heart uh, you don't know they have evolved to something that perhaps they stop believing, they stop nourishing, they stop and it's no longer part of them and people act in very crazy ways because of that and it, it, it's sad because it's the opposite of what sainthood is it's the opposite of what holiness and happiness is so I'm hoping that today 
you know, through this particular podcast, number 61, <laughs> um, makes us realize the hunger to be able to do the right thing. And that right thing is to nurture from the source of all life, to be able to have that daily bread from God, both for the soul and for the body. So that's going to be the invitation to you that if you have not gone to mass in a while and I, I told my students um, often because our Friday masses are like half in person and half virtual but I told them nothing beats actually being at mass being able to actually receive the Lord Jesus body, blood, soul and divinity into your own very being and become one with him virtual mass just won't, <laughs> just won't cut it like as as you know, and again, of course, this is a, talking to people who can go to mass. And I know we're like, hopefully, it's how Father John Michael Paul likes to say it, the post-Covidian era. Um, <laughs> but we, we we hope that you can go back to mass and actually receive Jesus fully. We'll go to confession first, and then go receive Jesus fully, <clears throat> and actually allow him to love you in that way and choose to respond to that love in that way by receiving Jesus in the Eucharist and to stop putting other things in priority um, even if it's fear um, there's no way that God can not top that not be not overcome fear not overcome doubt or whatever it is that you have in your heart go to mass receive communion and receive the one who created you I would say that and, and in my part in closing uh, I want to refer this back to what uh, you read earlier on that prayer which is taken from St. Augustine on confessions and it's found on, on 1321 and, and it just very simply reads Lord you are delightful food for the pure I wasn't going to share this, but because you mentioned that last few words, look at what, well, what I want to do is I want to read this this quote and I want you to finish with that. That was like super cool. With St. Augustine. Blessed Pierre Giorgio Versati says, with all the strength of my soul, and keep in mind, this guy is 24 years old at this time, maybe even less when he's saying this. With all the strength of my soul, I urge you young people to approach the communion table as often as you can. Feed on this bread of angels whence you will draw all the energy you need to fight inner battles. Because true happiness, dear friends, does not consist in the pleasures of the world or in earthly things, but in peace of conscience, which we have only if we are pure in heart and mind. So, Finish it off with that last one though, because I think it's worth. And by the way, it's I just find it really fitting. Super random thought that you're wearing a shirt that has a bear. In it. <laughs> super random. West also. Right. Hey, let's go. Um, so to close off, St. Augustine Dad. So to every single listener, may you reflect this last prayer, which is just one sentence, and meditate upon it, 
and think of your patience, of your creating your own calm and control to be able to say, Lord, you are delightful food for the pure 